Hello, welcome to uh, Show Me Your Mic, episode number 111. Actually, not Show Me Your Mic. I've, I've been saying on Twitter that this is not the reboot of Show Me Your Mic. So we're, we're still, we're testing the waters, maybe. We've lost... Don't show me your mic. Don't show me your mic. Uh, <laughs> this is the uh, podcast where we, I guess we talk about podcasting and uh, related, creative related ventures on the web. So we'll cover stuff like Twitch and YouTube and... Uh, apps for the iPads and the tablets and the iPhones and the whatevers that all kind of like circle around the idea of podcasting in various forms. But we're also gaming nerds. We're also, I don't know, geeks about audio and video on the web. I think is yeah, like fair? like media and stuff, yeah. uh, music, uh, create creation, like the creative process. I want to I want to cover some uh, recent applications. Um, again, like you said. Anchor for iPad just came out this week. Um, there's some Adobe news, so yeah, it'll be a little bit of mix of uh, of news and and follow up from last time. And uh, again, not show me your mic. It's maybe maybe um, you've seen my mic, and um, the, I, I don't know where this is going, but it's, yeah, it's <laughs> just stop. it's fine. It's so it's, that voice it's, that voice uh, you're hearing is Kyle Roderick, uh, good stuff podcaster extraordinaire. I'm uh, Chris Enns. Good stuff, podcaster. Also, were and uh, let's well, you have. Uh, let's just jump right into the show. You've got um, you have some follow up. We have some notes from yeah. uh, the last episode that you wanted to sort of follow up on. What uh, it kind of ties into what we're doing right now, in that we are streaming live on Twitch. We actually have a viewer right now on our Good Stuff channel, twitchtv stuff underscore fm. We're we're mm-hmm. planning to record this Friday mornings, eight o'clock my time, nine o'clock Kyle's time. I think, and uh, actually, the opposite. No, oh. I'm at. This is seven a.m. my oh, time, sorry. so I'm ge- I'm getting up real early uh, to do this. But and this this is my normal like uh, morning show slash transmission uh, morning time routine where I would get up super early and uh, podcast before my regular workday started. So um, there we go. yeah, we're here. We're doing this. Uh, I did want to follow up though. We talked about the like. Hashtag void casting, which is basically just like put a podcast out there and not really care if anyone listens to it uh, or put it out there and have over the course of five years, you know, 35 different views on it. I think there's there are uh, tools for YouTube where you can uh, search for specifically videos that have zero views on them or less. Um, And I know there's a point at which the. Uh, YouTube count goes from like zero views to some like 33 views or something is the minimum that it'll have or something like that. Um, I know there are services that do that. I wasn't sure though, that there was a live stream component and I found this week something called lonely streams, which is just a simple website that aggregates and displays Twitch streams that have zero viewers. And the article on Kotaku uh, brings up a, a good point. It's like they, Take along they, these people who are streaming. They make great efforts to set everything up, uh, make sure that they have internet, play some interesting games, you know, do whatever it is they're going to do if they're just hanging out IRL or uh, playing games or doing what we're doing. And they take a whole bunch of effort to make sure that the stream runs properly or they're being entertaining for, for someone. And no one is there to appreciate their work. 
Um, and especially on Twitch, it goes away after what, like 30 days if you don't put it in a, a collection and then it goes away anyway. We can't, yeah. we, we can't quite like figure it out where the videos go when you yeah. don't watch them or <laughs> when they're archived. I don't know. I don't really know what the, what the situation is with, with Twitch video on demand stuff. But uh, Lonely Streams seems like a, a, a place where we could hang out. I don't know. As, as like a viewer, would I want to be the only one in a chat room? And, and I mean, we should ask our single viewer that we have right now. Like, <laughs> do you want to be the only one in the chat room talking back to these people? Depending on the streamer, and this is me, like for my, my view, when I've tried streaming, like whether it's a game or, or podcast related stuff, and there's one person, one person is more intimidating than zero or... 500 to me because in yes. my, in that in that relationship mode or whatever that situation they have all the power it feels like for over me <laughs> not right now because i know logan's yeah. watching and and i'm with kyle like there's two of us now on the stream that are streaming right. to, to logan basically and um so the, in, in that case Direct i'm okay feed but but yeah like when i've done it by myself and i'm like i'm streaming like clash royale one time and like someone one person pops in and is like hey have you had sex today i'm like and I just like shut shut the whole thing. I just like turned off my computer because I was like, I don't know, what, like, I don't know nah, how to respond. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And like they, well, they have all the power. especially when yeah, especially when they aren't uh, kind or yeah. they're just looking to troll you. Um, it's not great. It, it's kind of a yeah. yeah I don't think lonely power. streams is is built for that. I don't think it's it's like hey, I'm just gonna go through all these. Uh, zero views and make people feel Troll bad about everybody. themselves so that yeah. they don't stream ever again. They, I think folks could do that, which sucks, but um, I don't think that's kind of the, in, the intent of that whole thing. No. It's, it's more like, Hey, these people are putting in a pretty big effort to like get OBS running or, or, you know, they paid money to get uh, some sort of streaming thing going and you know, yeah. no one, no one's watching. I, I don't I know. Think- it's, it's tough. It's like, do you continue to do it when no one is is watching over and over and over again? You know, you see these these folks who make this kind of thing a living, and you just kind of scratch your head a bit. And it's like, oh, what what kinds of things had to go right, or how many times did you need to do this before you you were able to to make this a, a full time thing? Yeah, it's it's not for everyone, you know. Yeah, there, I think people under it like because we make it look. <laughs> I'm saying this with the the uh, air quotes maybe but like we make it look pretty easy <laughs> to do the streaming thing but it actually takes a lot of like fiddling and there's a lot of the widgets and gadgets and software and stuff that works sometimes and then other times like you know just before we were streaming and my audio wasn't coming through and like we would have if we didn't triple check that uh, or have logan listening and telling us um we wouldn't have, have known yeah, so I, I wouldn't be, i wouldn't have noticed because i'm focused on other things yeah you know and we do have like the audio podcast that this goes out to hundreds of people that subscribe and presumably actually listen and so we're not too worried that what we're doing right now is you know in a sense wasted or whatever but yeah it is it would be tough to like plow through or keep plugging on when you've got zero listeners time after time or whatever or viewers time yeah. after time. so but yeah so thanks Thanks to everybody's uh, efforts in void casting. I really appreciated not hearing your podcasts <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. So <laughs> we look forward to hashtag void casting in the future. Um, so, but uh, let's move on some news from the week. The, uh, 
the big one that I kind of went around a lot. Well, actually, there's a, quite a few this week. I don't know if there's like some sort of sweeps week for iPad or um, podcasts. Yeah. Because <laughs> out of nowhere. So the big first one was Anchor released a uh, iPad component, which version of their app. They have an iPhone and Android app, right? And uh, <laughs> or, yeah, they're on Android. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But the iPad version, which coincidentally happened about two weeks after I sold my iPad Pro. I had an iPad Pro thinking I was going to use it for podcasting. (laughs) And then I sold it thinking it's not working for me. And then Anchor released their iPad app. So um, that's usually the way it goes for me with stuff like this. But uh, So it'd be cool to test it out. But um, it looks, I mean, visually it looks nice. It looks like what people are saying about it, it looks like it's a really good uh, way of mobile. Like uh, it often would frustrate me trying to do stuff on the phone because it's smaller. I like having the bigger screen. And so the iPad pro or iPad anyways would be, would be great. So I don't know. Have, do you have an iPad that you were able to try that with, this with? Uh, I haven't been able to try it yet. I'm, I do have an Android tablet and there are a couple iPads floating around here. Uh, older versions, mostly the like first version of the iPad mini and maybe an iPad two or four. Four, I can't quite keep track of of which iPad is which. Uh, there was an iPad four or whatever that looked like an iPad two. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't have any of the Touch ID on it. If that kind of right. helps date it. Yeah. Um, but this this seems like a like a cool addition. Uh, the main change though from normal Anchor on an iPhone is that you can't consume any content with this. This is all like a a creation only uh, platform, uh-huh. and um. Timeout. Like a, a bit. All right. Uh, just sorry. Moderating the chat room. Um, oh. The yeah. So it, it seems like it's it's adding more to anchor uh, the platform to a uh, like a, a device that is built for creation, which is cool. I, I think that's a, a neat addition for, for Anchor that they haven't had before. They have the web interface, but it's... I, I, I haven't edited in the web interface. It's only been like an upload portal for me when we're putting up, uh, like when we were producing today's special, when we were producing today's special. Uh, I just simply dragged a, an MP3 file into there. Mm-hmm. Um, and seem to seem to work pretty well. I do like what I want to try on this this anchor for iPad is the visual audio editor because it has segments uh, like vertically that you can line up, but then you can also like edit horizontally like on a normal timeline that you would on a on a computer. Um, yeah, it's it seems seems pretty cool. I'm I'm I want to try it out. I got to install it and see if it'll even run on my on my old machine. That's an interesting idea that they I I uh that they don't allow you to listen to podcasts on the, on the iPad version. I wonder why they would, it seems like that would be a cork part of the app that's already there, like podcasts on anchor and lim- eliminating that option means folks, I guess, can't you like, cause I, I'm thinking of myself having the iPad both in my office where I might be recording something, but then also like I'm upstairs making some supper and want to just have a podcast playing and I turn on anchor, but I can't, then I have to go get my phone to actually listen to the anchor podcast or, you know, I might subscribe elsewhere, but it just seems odd that they would like push people back to their regular, another iPad app to maybe listen to a podcast instead of having it built in. But yeah, I guess that's where maybe, yeah, I don't know what they would, what mm. it might just be a technical issue why they focused on the creation side. Maybe they, in their eyes, like I think you said here, the content creation of the iPad instead of, 
seeing as a consumption device, um, which in my experience of it's, six it's months more of like creation, iPad, yeah, it was, I was using it equally for both reading and listening and watching videos and stuff and also for creating stuff. But I guess I'm not in the majority cause I sold my iPads anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel the same, like uh, Google dropped support for, uh, future upgrades to the operating system for their Pixel uh, tablet or whatever, Pixel C, um, which just made me feel like, what? why? Why then am I going Already? to continue to use this? Because, yeah. yeah, yes, it's whatever, like a year and a half into that thing being out, and I, I guess they aren't going to support it anymore. Great. Wonderful. Um, and I... I would assume that Anchor isn't going to release something like this for Android, but I, I could be wrong. I don't know. It's just not. It's not. Uh, not a platform that I'm. I'm willing to use anymore. If it's going to be like a, a a thing where I will be editing audio, I'll just do it on a laptop, or I'll I'll do it. You know. Yeah. I'll do it there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull out my tablet to do that. But, There's, you know, I, I, these I, these iPad folks are just, you know, like, ah, I only work on an iPad. So it seems like a, a good update for for Anchor to put out and yeah. try and be competitive with um, with other updates that have, have been coming out uh, for, what was that, GarageBand uh, had this announcement, I think, yesterday where they have a big upgrade to um, their loops that they added to, to the app. And uh, oh, there's a whole bunch of lessons that are now free inside of GarageBand. So you can learn how to play, uh, you know, a Death Cab for Cutie song or whatever on guitar, um, which sounds kind of intriguing to me. It's, it doesn't have to do with podcasting, but <laughs> it, it, I, could, I could see a, a time where there is like, hey, click on Chris's face and it says, you know, podcasting 101 and you walk someone through like, how do you set up a uh, multi-track recording system? How do you fade audio in and out for an intro? Uh, and then how do you export it and put it onto YouTube or onto uh, Anchor or whatever? They added uh, more than 400 animal, machine, and voice sound effects that can be worked into music creation. So there is, I guess, a podcast angle if you need some <laughs> animal oh, good. sound my, effects. My, my animal sound effects band. That, yeah, good. I'll, I'll work that into my, my next mixtape. I guess is that what people? I don't know. Yeah, it's a podcast. Doesn't matter. Mistake, but I think that's a thing. If it's not, it should be. Yeah. After right after void casting, the other uh, so the other news was that Google finally put out a finally. I think it's worthy of a finally a podcast app, a devoted app for Android only right now. Um, so I'm assuming you've tried this. out. you have an Android device? I don't have any Android devices to play with. But um, how does it how does it compare? What what is your what was your previous podcast app? I guess and how does it how does Google Podcast compare? Uh, my previous and current and forever podcast app is, is going to be uh, Pocket Casts. I, yes, they did get acquired by NPR or whatever company is behind NPR. Um, but the, uh, re, what, Rust, Rusty Shelf? Is that, what, yeah. what's his name? Yeah, yeah Rusty. Uh, he, uh, he, he that's his Twitter puts handle. out a yeah. great product. Yeah, that's his Twitter handle. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in Twitter handles. Um, Russell Ivanovich. Um yeah, he's he puts out a great app uh, with the guys over at um, Shifty Jelly Pocket Cast, Shifty Jelly. Yeah, those guys. Um, I I love it. It syncs between a um, desktop app or a, a web view and the app I've got. Um, have you tried I the like new? The, uh, they have a new desktop app apparently for Mac, as well yes. as 
Have you tried that out? So that's been, uh, yeah, it's been out for a little while. Uh, I okay. think it was in beta for, for quite a bit. And Pocket Cast, even on the web, had like a little toggle where you could go from their old view to their beta view. And the beta view is basically just the same exact thing that the uh, Mac app was. Okay. Um, but the Mac app, I think, uh, I could be wrong technically, but I think it's just an Electron uh, app where it's Probably, like a, yeah. a Mac app inside of a shell where it creates the the DMG or it creates the dot app, but it's just a web view loading up inside of there. I, I could yeah. be wrong, but that's what that's what I think it is. Yeah. Um, and I I yeah I really like Pocket Casts. Um, I did take a look though at Google Podcasts app for Android. Now the thing I, I this is going to be true for both the pocket or excuse me both for the google podcast app and their recently released youtube music app um when google creates a music application and they say like hey we need you to pay for this or check this out this is our foray into podcasting right uh i consume media the most in the car and if you are not going to provide a uh, Android Auto component for both Google Podcasts and YouTube Music. If I can't go into my car right when I plug it in and say, oh, "I want to keep listening to uh, that that podcast uh, over on Good Stuff inside of my app," um, I'm not going to use your app. If there's no Android Auto component, I'm not using your app. You. You literally work at the same company putting these apps yeah. together. Why could you not, at launch, support your native platform for the place where most people consume their podcasts and music? It's the car, right? Yeah, exactly. So you can't, I mean, you can do the Bluetooth connection from your phone, I guess, right? You can. Yeah. And, and I've, I mean, yes, but yes, not you like can. The slick. But, if, but if I've, it's not going to be slick. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be like my my safe car interface. Uh, Pocket Casts has a uh, Android Auto app, and Google Play Music has an Android Auto app. Right. Um, the Anchor even has an Android Auto app. So I, I'm more likely to use Anchor for my podcasts than I am to use this brand new Google Podcasts app. It looks great on the phone. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't look great yeah. or it's not uh, not useful, but this is it's just not. It's not going to be sticky with me because it it like there was that friction point where it's like no nah, I, I now I can't do anything with it and I can't expect listeners like let's let's go from the content creation standpoint I can't expect listeners to jump onto this Google Podcasts app and for me to take the time to support whatever additional like adding buttons to the website and that kind of stuff for this app when I know how hard I bounced off of it going from I'm listening on my phone or in my headphones and I go to plug it in my car to continue it and it does, it's not there. So like it does seem odd that I'm like, not going to I'm not going to pick it up. A Google-sized company like Google <laughs> couldn't couldn't <laughs> a Google-sized like, company, yeah. <laughs> couldn't figure out a way to get there. Like I understand that pr- I'm sure eventually they will have it, right? Like I mean it would be crazy that they, if they never ever like if somehow they're like, "Oh, we didn't get 5 billion users instantly, so I guess we won't develop the auto app for it somehow right. like it, it's got to be like at google anyways like but, five programmers weekend job to be able to just like quickly integrate it 
or something like how well, hard it, it should be sort of a proof of concept like a like the dog fooding idea yeah. right like you should be able to say it is so easy to integrate the android auto sdk into your application that we did it in one weekend and we can test it and you know whatever whatever it is i know yeah. this has been something that that they have been working on for a while because it's been inside of uh, google play music forever and I was able to play podcasts through there, but I can't through this new app. And it's just, it's like, yeah. I can't tell what you want me to do, Google. Like you, ha- you give me too many options. Like I love, I love all, <laughs> I love all their apps. And I, I'm, that is my platform of choice. It's just that you give me too many options for where I can keep my stuff without going, you know, head first into the one that you believe in the most. I wish that they would just be like, hey, Google Podcasts app, that's the only one we have. We yeah. removed it completely from, you know, the other uh, the other apps. You won't be able to do it in Google Play Music anymore. You won't be able to play it in, in YouTube Music. And that's the other thing, YouTube Music. That got announced and is available in a whole bunch of different countries, 17 countries now. And Google Play Music still exists. But YouTube Music doesn't have an Android Auto app. It's just, ugh. I'm I'm so frustrated with with Google and and their inability to really commit to the bit, like commit to something, and yeah. and I'll I'll eat it up. I will. I really will. I, I live and breathe Google products, but commit to something, please. <laughs> they, it feels like they've got like they made a big deal about the AI thing and like being able to machine learning and finding you better podcasts and stuff. And like maybe you and I are. And listeners of Show Me Your Mic even are in the minority in terms of like, I like, I don't want to find some mach- like, hey, you like uh, whatever the daily by from the New York Times. Maybe you'll also like this other podcast that's like that. I, I, I bristle at any of those kind of like algorithmic reasons why I would listen to another podcast. I rely on word of mouth. I rely on tech- checking it out myself. That's kind of like my, my way. But I could see folks who are uh, less um, either social media savvy uh that way and they don't get recommendations of new podcasts a lot maybe relying on stuff like that and youtube or google thinking that um this is the way to like grow audiences on podcasting is to make it easier with machine learning so like maybe that's where they're like putting all their eggs in that basket of like recommendation engine the recommendation and, engine yeah and stuff, stuff. Yeah. And so that's why they didn't mm. do the android or the auto part yet um uh, but it feels like man just like do the do the basic just get the app there get people using it uh, yeah. and then add that and yeah. then add more. And then like, that's where Apple <laughs> had like the worst, almost among the worst podcast apps for being the home of podcasts on the web. And kind of, we're like, just like, well, screw it. Who cares if people are listening anyways, <laughs> and like are slowly, <laughs> very slowly iterating on it, but like just at least had the functionality there to use it in on our, on their platforms. And I'm assuming uh, Apple uh, CarPlay has the podcast app. I would I assume I don't have a vehicle that has CarPlay. So, I can't say for sure. My my in laws yeah, actually just got a motorhome with CarPlay, so I'll have to te- test it out. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I put mine in as a um, as a uh, whatever an aftermarket type thing. It's just a, inside of the deck or whatever. It's the Sony something something A one hundred. I think that's a camera. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's it's one of those. It's a Sony one. Um, it the was, camera actually has the yeah, Google Podcast app installed. Oh, but finally, I mean, Hey, actually there was, there was that Samsung camera. Remember that where it was like an Android based Samsung camera and you could connect it to stuff and, and upload and like, Hey, I'm posting directly from my camera. Yeah. Um, 
it and that seems kind of cool. I wouldn't mind listening to a podcast on my camera while uh, while taking photos. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I I want to I want to like it, and I want to also hear from people if they're you know they're like ah this Google Podcast app is great. I just don't have a way to subscribe to your shows through it or whatever. But I found I found most of our shows on there anyway. It just kind of works out the box and. Yeah, it's I think fine. for podcasters, I mean, there there is like a, a it's not podcast bad. portal, creator portal that you can like add your shows, claim your shows if they're already on there, so you can see stats and stuff from it. I was underwhelmed when we first set it all up, and maybe now we should go back and look at it again, I guess, but it was very minimal, like five listeners or whatever through there. Um, or which, zip. Or zero, yeah, like predominantly zero, like void casting on Google, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And so it didn't feel like we should be bothering, especially like big, huge networks, or maybe you're an Android Google focused kind of niche of your podcast for sure. Obviously, and I'm sure there's people who are having great success with Google podcast, obviously, but, um, it, there's only so far we can, or so thin we can spread ourselves. Is that, yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of what we're, 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 the, we're the, we're like the peanut butter of, of podcasting, I guess <laughs> it's like, how, how thin can you put it onto the toast before you just really kind of lose the flavor and all you taste is toast. Yeah, that's what we're learning, we're uh, dealing with with my eight year old right now. Is how how much honey are you allowed to put on your toast? Is ah uh, so, yeah yeah, yeah I, I get that. Um, you mentioned the YouTube Music uh, Premium and YouTube Music and YouTube Premium are two separate, mm-hmm. right? So you can do Correct. now. And they launched. It's been available in the U.S. for a while, but now they launched to seventeen more countries. Canada being one of them. So now I'm seeing ads for YouTube Music and YouTube Premium, and it's whatever it, the It'll be like $10 or so for YouTube Music and $15 for YouTube Music and YouTube Premium, roughly, I think. is Yeah, there, currency, there's some but, sort of bundle that you can get or there is, yeah. I, I don't know what that converts to in Canadian dollars, but it's probably about about what it, it is for the U.S. Um, yeah. It, it seems like an okay deal. It it replaces the YouTube Red. Uh, sorry, let me, we were talking about toast. YouTube Red. Um model that they were utilizing and tying into like uh, Google play music and stuff. So if you paid for Google play music, you would get YouTube red. It was, it's a whole thing. I guess they're like replacing that with this current model of uh, YouTube music and YouTube premium, which is okay. Uh, You get access to their like original content, which I don't think I've ever watched other than there was like a a cat documentary maybe. And even (laughs) that probably ended up on, on, uh, Netflix. Um, yeah, it's just not, I do like watching videos on, on YouTube. I went down a very specific rabbit hole of watching, uh, Bon Appetit videos yesterday where they would make, um, gourmet versions of like highly processed foods like Cheetos and, uh, Twinkies and Skittles and stuff like that. Very good. Very good video series. Um, but I, that's not premium content. That's just like, <laughs> no, I can just watch it for free and it's no ads, which is nice. But again, like they've been doing no ads and that's been kind of a difficult sell on YouTube for a while. Anyway, this doesn't really change any of that. It's just a different name. Um, there's uh, in, uh, there's also the ability to download uh, offline videos, right? So that you can, I know, like for this is hand, this yes, where I'm you, considering you it is like that, yeah. for our kids on a road trip or whatever. But there again, it's like, do I really want them watching some random 
YouTube videos when, or do I want them just to like watch the movies that we've bought on iTunes or whatever, anyways, that we know what the content is, right. et cetera. So, um, but it is the no commercials thing is a, is a big deal for parents, I think. Um, and how this could, could relate back to podcasting obviously is like your shows in on Google. If you have uh, videos on Google, they are, you can get credit for people who have premium, at least before it was with YouTube Red. Anyways, I, I could see the distinction between somebody watching on YouTube regular and then you get paid for ads. And then, but if they watch with YouTube Red and now YouTube Premium, I assume, um, you get a percentage cut or whatever of that uh, if you're part of the mm-hmm. affiliate program at the new higher rate or whatever that you have to achieve, which we're not um, in order to, to uh, and you can get some yeah. affiliate money that way or whatever, partner money. So, there is that potential. So it's, and I think you could probably promote YouTube premium and get some sort of affiliate things as well and all that kind of stuff. But um, at any rate, it's, it's a tempting offer, I guess, for, for me here because it's, I can see the utility for the kids um, and there's a family plan and stuff like that. But I, I think probably we'll probably give it a pass. We'll, we'll try the free month or whatever that they give for the family plan and check mm-hmm. it out. But um, anything you get your kids hooked on, then you have to just continually pay for it for the rest of your life so <laughs> we have to give it a some serious thought so well uh, i think youtube was also in some some uh hot water uh because of some of the commercials that they were running it was like you know they would yeah. they would be running very specifically political ads or like conspiratorial ads or they would not be like kid appropriate so i could see wanting to be like no nah, 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 i just don't want to deal with it pay seven dollars a month or whatever it is so that i don't my kids are just going directly to the videos rather than seeing some sort of pre-roll or or mid-roll or whatever um and i don't know if that changes actually if you're on if you're watching through like a chromecast or something or even through um through like the xbox i don't know if if they're doing pro you know pre-roll post-roll in in between um but but i think it, it it could be a way to get around the the kind of messed up uh commercials and stuff that that YouTube is putting in there just in, they're in, injecting it you know based on what people are demographically pointing you as so you know depending on what videos you're watching or wherever you you are in the world uh that's the kind of stuff that you'll see I know we get some local uh ads through through ours as well I mean that's yeah, the Los Angeles thing probably but <laughs> No, but we it's, do too here, like pretty, locally. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Come down to to Tim's Tire Barn, where you know you'll you'll find the greatest tires. I don't I don't know what that is, but it's it it's was really jarring at first. Like I remember when it started happening because you, you're used to seeing like only McDonald's or you know big major brands that were willing to advertise on YouTube because they had the global reach of YouTube, and so then obviously YouTube adding uh, focused targeted marketing where you can you know geo geolocate your ads or whatever, and so then you yeah. see like some random. <laughs> Yeah, like this, like highly produced ad for one video, and then this like local half half ass kind of video <laughs> for another ad, or, or like or like a five to ten minute video now that someone somehow snuck into the the yeah. ad buying process, <laughs> and I guess put a whole bunch of money behind it, but you have to like sit through. It's <laughs> ridiculous if you don't hit skip. Um, so yeah, really- and uh, go ahead. I was going to say, related to that is that YouTube uh, did actually offer now for podcasters and, and people, especially on gaming, uh, the YouTube gaming side. So if you're a streamer and, and you're using YouTube instead of Twitch, they now do like a bit more of a sponsorship model like Twitch has mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. a $5 a month sponsorship. And then you can access digital goods, custom emoji, all, their, all the fun stuff that Twitch has done in the chat and things like that, that where they, the bits and things like that, YouTube is kind of like jumping on that bandwagon. I, I think they kind of like, 
my impression is YouTube kind of turned their nose up at some of that stuff. They're like, we don't need to lower ourselves to selling bits or whatever and custom emojis mm-hmm. and we'll just do the old what we've done. The, the Patreon model, like they didn't want to get into the direct support model and they, I think, have have decided to switch that over. From, and it was at YouTube Gaming for a little while, but they're they're saying like, hey, all creators now, uh, if you have 100,000 subscribers or more, uh, you're 18 or older, uh, you can now take on sponsorships and stuff. So, uh, okay. The the thing is, it's like those those folks are not the ones that need the direct sponsorship model. It's the folks who are underneath the 100,000 yeah. subscribers who are making it for, you know, 52,000, let's say. Like, put, put someone in the middle, right? That's a lot of subscribers. And the video's are probably not making that much on advertisements and stuff because let's say like folks are willing to pay for the premium model. And so now, now what you're kind of stuck in limbo where you're probably going to point people to Patreon or you already are pointing people to Patreon and you're never going to get up to that hundred subscribers, hundred thousand subscribers model to, um, to be able to do that. So it, it just sounds like the, the cool, the cool kids club that you won't yeah. ever be able to get into. Which sucks. Yeah, or they've already, like the bigger uh, creators or whatever, the folks with a bigger audience have already left YouTube, not like left YouTube completely, but they were burned by YouTube turning off, you know, affiliate money and whatever, and they went to Patreon, et cetera, and they're not going to like just now. Now YouTube is like, hey, no, we're good. We're friendly to you guys, you creators who aren't, you know, BMW or whatever. We want you right. back, and we, we promise this time it's going to be different, and I would think most of them are kind of, I'm sure it's not like they'll turn it on and try it or whatever. Cause it's probably right now. Anyways, it's not an exclusive thing. I don't think where you have to like, say, I'm not going to be a part of Twitch partner program. I'm only going to be a YouTube thing. Um, but I would guess that's coming soon if, if it isn't there already. Cause you, you'd have to imagine, yeah. yep. uh, I think Twitch has something like that with, for live streaming, like if or for their affiliate or partner program, I forget which one where you can only live stream when it's happening live. <laughs> I guess that's how you live stream, but you can only stream to their thing. So if you're using a service like restream.io, you can't be a part of some partner program or whatever, Um, Mm -hmm. which I mean, it's just like, I mean, a record label, if you sign with a record label or you sign with a hockey team, you're you're exclusively with them. It's not really that, it's not like some (laughs) um, communist kind of or whatever regime thing, you know, controlling you or whatever. It's just kind of like they're investing in you with their dollars and money and service and you have to sort of repay yeah. that a bit so yeah yeah we'll see well and and also on the on the twitch side uh this week they, i mean it, it seems like this is such a huge week for for news around content creation twitch updated their app on android to be able to take subscriptions mm-hmm. through google play so i can be watching on my phone and say like subscribe and it'll just charge me through Google Play. Wow. Rather than like, yeah, it's wild. I, Someone I, who's watching us right now should try that just to see if. <laughs> 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 but I know going back to the the YouTube thing, like my brother-in-law has a channel. It's like up over 100,000 subscribers. So like he could theoretically do this. Um, and I know he's not making good money off. Adver- I mean, he doesn't, his model is not to make money off advertising. He's make, he's selling stuff through you, not through YouTube, but through his videos on YouTube. And that's how he makes a living. But um it is. It would be tempting, I'm sure, to like. And I'll have to talk to him about it. But like to try this out because you're, if you're, at that that size, at least you can make use of some of this these tools without having to go elsewhere. I know he's someone who's a little less tech 
not like tech savvy, but like he's less interested in all the the stuff that you and I are like, you know, exploring new, when a new service is announced, you kind of like investigate it, check it out, try it out and then mm-hmm. abandon it after wasting a month on it or whatever. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> yeah, he's much more focused exactly on uh, actually just making the thing and putting out a video and then making another thing and putting out a video. And so the, for, for folks like him, I could see just, you know, if they can just hit a button in YouTube and it's like sponsorship or membership or whatever program on now <laughs> without having to worry about signing up with some other service there. It yeah. could be appealing, but I would be hesitant to yeah turn my back on something like. Uh, to me, it seems like a thing where you, it's nice to have those in two different silos, like having your Patreon thing and having your YouTube channel as two separate entities. As much as it's frustrating because you have to direct people elsewhere, you're not relying on one company completely for your entire livelihood or your hobby livelihood or whatever your level is. Um, yeah, well, I, I think that that YouTube uh, folks folks who are making a living on there or tried to make a living on there. Uh, learned that the hard way where they did realize like, Hey, I can't make a living here uh, because at the the drop of a hat, YouTube can change their policies and I'll lose all my money. Yeah. So it, but yeah, they, you know they what you do, Kyle, point. you, you then move mm. over your YouTube channel. You just move it over to Instagram <laughs> TV. <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you've tried this. This is, this is Instagram's new like yeah. vertical video platform. It is both a separate app and not a separate app. It's <laughs> one of those things um, where you can access it inside of Instagram as well. It it basically looks like long form stories. Um, do first of all, as a creator, what does this look like for you? I, I saw that you had a video up there. Does it look good? What are some statistics that you get? And is this better than stories? Should should we be as good stuff? Should we be investing in something like this? Okay, so it's, um, first of all, the app itself, it's kind of like what we were talking about with Anchor, where the app itself is not actually useful. You can't use it to create video with. So you can't record any, there's not like a camera mode uh, on it. You have to have Mm. the video already on your phone from somewhere else that you're going to upload to it, to your channel on Instagram TV. Um, So that's Ah. an interesting choice, obviously, fairly intentional. Um, Yeah. And so it, it kind of makes you, it forces it to be, at least a little bit more difficult to create content, which is, you know, obviously not always what YouTube or Instagram, the native app or whatever, we're called, the regular app, I guess. It's sort of, it's like the opposite. Yeah. It's, it's like throw content easy. here very quickly and easily. And yeah, um, it's the quality wise. It seems good. Like it doesn't, it's not doing a lot of, doesn't look like it's doing a lot of compression of the video and stuff like that. It seems to have, mm-hmm. you know, what I uploaded is, is what is there. Um, and you get, you know, analytics and insights similar to what you'd see on Instagram. If you have an Instagram business account, it's basically the same idea, except they do add a percentage play thing, much like YouTube, where you can see how folks, how long folks are watching your video and when they're dropping off. So like my video, that's a two, two and a half minute video of just me talking about Instagram TV drops off pretty steadily right around the one minute 20 mark for whatever reason. So maybe that's when I pick my nose or something. Hmm. I don't know. But the it gives you the views, 29 views, two likes, five comments. Hmm. And so, um, it has like potential there for creators. I, it's just like a, a weird thing from a creator standpoint, I feel like to like spread yourself so thin that you're doing something for that as well, because you, it's vertical video only. Um, and so obviously if you had a, have a landscape video, um, it'll just crop it to the middle and, and sort of zoom or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. which is an interesting, yeah, like a, from a creative standpoint, it's fun to like mess with that idea of like, uh, I've seen other videos where they've repurposed like the tonight show and they'll just re-edit it so that you know the guest is on the top and the 
post is on the bottom instead of side by side when they oh, actually so shot they the like video. Spl- they split the frame. So th- yeah. oh, that's really interesting. Wow. So it actually makes for an interesting watch viewing experience, I guess, that way. But most of what you're seeing right now on there, at least in my experience, I, didn't, I haven't watched a ton, is just like people repurposing videos and it's just obviously cropped the left and the right side out and zoomed in. Yeah. Uh, which isn't great. Like it's way too close. And, um, but I think there's potential there. And I, th- and because it's tied into Instagram, the, the app, mm-hmm. it's going to have usefulness. It's going to have viewers because they they're basically sort of forcing you at every turn to like check out Instagram TV, whether you want to or not, because there's a button yeah. inside Instagram to alert you of new, ch- new stuff that you subscribe to. If you subscribe to somebody on Instagram TV, you're subscribed to them on Instagram again. Um, and it's just kind of like everything is pointing you and trying to, here's the, the, the thing to me is like, I think I tweeted something like this is if like falling down a YouTube rabbit hole is like a thing you're susceptible to, then I think once there's more content anyways, for sure, Instagram TV is going to be even worse. Cause it's like, it's almost impossible not to have video playing. Like the average person going to the app is going to be like, how do I, I just want to stop and like think for a moment about what I'm going to do next. Like on YouTube, at least you're like, okay, there's four videos on the next, you know, what to play next. And I can click on one of them. And then that video will start in a few seconds. Whereas Instagram TV is like a video is playing and you're like, you're trying to fumble around swipe. Do I swipe? Do I slide up? Do I, what? (laughs) And then another video starts for stories. Yeah. For stories. You're like, okay, like I've, this one has 50 segments on it. All right, ugh, swipe down. Like I, I, I'm not yeah. prepared for this. I, I don't have time for this. I'm also done going to the restroom, so it's time for me to go. Um, <laughs> you watch? Like I'm always nervous watching stories in public. So I'm like, I literally, you have no idea what's going to happen next. And like, it could be somebody <laughs> swearing. It could be like a live concert <laughs> yeah. from U2 or whatever. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, um, but yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. Like it's. If you are, and I most definitely am susceptible to the the YouTube rabbit hole, um, this this was easier to, for me to get out of because one, right now, limited content. Um, but I am starting to see that the content on there is just hyper professional, and it makes sense now that you can't get content into there other than by upload. Rather than it's not like you don't use your device as the content creation anymore. Um, some examples that I saw, I think yours was more of like a, Hey, I've got a, uh, you know, video on my phone and I'm going to upload it. But, uh, San Francisco giants put one out. That is like replays of, you know, uh, Buster Posey throwing a second base and then the slow-mo. And it's like, wow, this is like baseball replays, but in portrait and it looks great. And there's slow-mo yeah. and it's like, this is professional content and there's, you know, motion graphics and stuff. And then uh, I watched another one where a guy took his DSLR, flipped it on its side, and recorded a video that way. And it looks great. It's, you know, four and a half minutes long, and it looks wonderful. But it was like, I I don't have a DSLR. If I want it to look this good, I have to, one, go get a DSLR, two, take the time to, you know, uh, take a video, upload it, edit it, and then post it to Instagram TV. It's too much work. I'm... I'm not going to be a content creation person on there if this is what I'm going up against. So yeah. it, for me, it, again, it's one of those things like this week, I feel like I'm just kind of bouncing off everything uh, from uh, from a creator's point of view and just saying like, nah, I'm not going to I'm not going to waste my time with this yeah. stuff. Um, 
it, it, it seems unapproachable. Yeah, it feels a lot of, like a lot of people are going to chase after this, like, oh, I got to be the next whatever Instagram TV le- you know, thought leader. And, and I think you're just going to get overwhelmed now with like professionally produced videos like, like the baseball one or Tonight Show or what. Like, yeah. Or like it's going to be that or the really hyper raw stuff where it's just like a collection. Like so I could see someone making a collection of, you know, whatever cat videos or people getting hit in the nuts with a baseball or like <laughs> whatever it is. Someone, you know, just collecting other because it's the Wild West where there's no I'm sure there's very little like legal whatever stuff uh content uh, oh, guidelines yeah. and stuff on there oh, and yeah. so you can just throw anything out i'm just looking at interesting enough on my personal instagram now if i wanted to add uh on my instagram stories there's like a link button now instead of uh, in addition to the stickers and the drawing and stuff there's a link button which i know verified accounts have had for a while like where you can you know um walmart can add a link to like their store page or whatever right from your instagram story the average person doesn't have that button but they added it now and my only option is to add a link to my instagram tv videos (laughs) so it's just like even more that's the only reason why they want me to link to stuff is to promote their other thing um so i don't know i I think like I follow, I, I don't, I didn't follow, um, MKBHD. He was like a tech video guy or whatever, popular guy. And, yeah. um, yep. I've never followed, I didn't follow his YouTube channel. I didn't like, and somehow it recommended it to me on Instagram TV. So I was like, Oh, I'll check that out. Like just to see what he's going to do with it. And then right away, I'm also now following him on Instagram. And it's just kind of like that. I didn't want that. I wanted it just on Instagram TV to, to be its own little silo. But of course everything has to like transfer over and carry now yeah now i'm stuck following him everywhere which yeah. is obviously my choice but i i, I think what this is going to mean i mean you were talking about the the um like competitive landscape of this and everyone you know kind of going towards this model i could see youtube moving into a like always on model because that's that's what instagram tv is it's yeah. sort of like when the app is open you are watching a video straight away and if you if you care about bandwidth and stuff don't open, don't download the app, don't open the app, don't don't even deal with it because they don't have any tools that are good for managing your bandwidth um, no. on there. You can't download, you can't, you can't do anything. Um, and the compression seems way, way, way less than it is for stories, which I think you have some control over uh, what that looks like on, on Instagram. But yeah, don't, don't download it if you are concerned about throttling and stuff. Yeah, it's um, a bit like they've, they've, uh, Instagram has said like we don't we're not going to do the web at all basically like they have a web component you can watch Instagram TV videos on the web now but there's nothing it's nothing like YouTube it's just like that's your it's like watching someone's Instagram video or whatever and then you're just done mm-hmm. and they've said we're going to try and do YouTube but do it if we were starting over with YouTube and doing it on the on the phone what would it look like and this is kind of their version of it which I posted a video to my Twitter account of like the I don't know if you saw that the audio crossfade between story or whatever you call it between video yes. channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like go a really on, slick, like right. you can yeah. sort of like slowly go and it fades to one and then it fades back to the other. And, and it, like, that's the little nice touch for sure from like a visual audio, whatever standpoint. And it's a cool app to use, but it is a bit like Snapchat too, in that it's uh, like confusing as heck. And you feel like, especially the older folks or less tech savvy folks are going to feel a little bit like stressed using it, which doesn't feel like a great way to like, inspire those folks but then that tells me that they're probably not worried about those kind of folks they want Mm. the 15 to 25 year old or whatever in you know broad terms to just like sit there and stare at the screen for the whole bus ride to work at school or whatever you know and rack up the views so yep yeah yeah i agree well we'll see what what happens with this i i do think it'll probably change 
the video watching landscape, there will be sponsored content ads in there eventually. um, Because otherwise, how is Instagram going to make money on this? Other than maybe, uh, I guess they are looking at partner content. Like, um, you know, original original series is probably a a weird way to put that. But yeah, like Instagram created content, Instagram sponsored content. Um, So we could like download our video that we're streaming right now. I could edit it in Final Cut into a landscape or portrait video. Mm -hmm. Put your head above (laughs) mine on the bottom. And like that could be our show because you can do it, upload it up to an hour of video, which terrifies me to think about doing that through my phone, like just sitting there hoping it's going to upload and not barf on me or someone phone me and then (laughs) everything starts over again. But uh, yeah. Speaking of though, if you were if you needed to create video, one final news item um, yep. you you had picked up on. I missed this one that Adobe's put out a new video editor, so it's not Premiere uh, they anymore. They will be putting out a new video editor. Oh, okay. I guess is is more accurate. Uh, they announced the launch of Project Project Rush, which sounds like the new San Francisco Rush uh, for is the uh, what, what team? platform would that be? Yeah, Overwatch so, or well, no, it's uh, it actually does sound like an esports team, but it, it was it was a car game for Nintendo sixty four. Oh, they had, yeah, yeah, they had like three or four of them. Uh, they had also an arcade game, which was pretty cool, but I, I never, I always enjoyed the, the home console version. Anyway, Adobe, uh, video editing is kind of their strong suit. I think people use Premiere quite a bit, um, but they announced uh, Project Rush, which is basically like a more accessible tool, I guess, accessible in the, not in the like technical way, but in the uh, easier for beginners to use. Sort of like their iMovie um, to Premiere almost that's what that's yeah i think that's exactly the the analogy that they're trying to go for where it's like simplified it's got a couple of features from after effects and a couple features from premiere pro and you know it's about simple editing and it what what it looks like is it's going to be on tablets and computers and phones and everything else so this type of i mean it i assume the output is going to be both horizontal and vertical to allow for uploading and managing and editing of photos and videos and stuff that could be added to uh to instagram tv or to you know whatever platform comes out where uh this would be useful uh the assumption so far at least from TechCrunch, is that it'll be available uh in october at adobe's max conference where i i don't know where that is this year but that that is the uh, assumptive launch date for that so we'll see uh this looks like I mean, Adobe products are okay. Uh, Photoshop on the phone is a little clunky. It's pretty slow. I'm on the Pixel 2 XL, and it's still pretty slow when I try and edit stuff. So I've moved back to Snapseed by Google, and it mm. tends to work a little faster. Um, but it, this seems seems pretty good. I don't know if folks would drop iMovie, like you said, for, for this, unless there were compelling features like vertical video supported and stuff. But we will see. We'll see what yeah, they don't. With this. They don't mention anything. Obviously, it's too early to. They don't talk about pricing and stuff like that. So that would be a big. Uh, if it's Adobe's, the main reason why I see folks, podcasters, and other creative folks not using Adobe is because of the subscription model that you have to pay to like do Premiere, right, right, or whatever, right, Audition, etc. And so then they go to if if you're if that <laughs> mental model of paying every month for something, regardless of whether you use it or not, doesn't work for you, then that's where you go to Logic and. And Final Cut Pro or whatever would be the the competition, I guess. But but yeah, there is like obviously this was announced before Adobe or Instagram TV was announced, which it's it's just one app. But there is kind of a growing need for or the change for like 
people using vertical video instead of the widescreen video that we're used to for, especially for smaller creative types doing this kind of stuff. And so I was speculating on whether someone like Apple would, you know, update their clips app or iMovie or something for iOS to support vertical video better because their Apple's clips apps would be perfect for Instagram TV actually, but Mm -hmm. it's a square video format only like it locks you to a square format, which was designed for Instagram before (laughs) presumably. Um, So one would think that they'd be updating it, you know, as soon as they are able for supporting this vertical video format. And Apple is like, I mean, with, it would look gorgeous on an iPhone 10 screen, obviously where they could show off how great, you know, vertical video looks and, a notch or otherwise <laughs> and uh yeah uh, yeah but i think yeah the first sort of major company that gets some sort of vertical video like any any premiere and final cut pro can do vertical video you just have to know how to set it up or even screen flow if you're using that on the mac or whatever um can do you just have to set up the pixels you know in, in the right order or whatever ratio um and you can do it but for the average folks on their phone or tablet or whatever um to be able to create vid- vertical video is i think what's going to be the next sort of major thing so yeah, and, and the, the I mean, this tool is supposed to integrate with stuff like Adobe Stock, which I've never used, but I guess would be useful if you're like, hey, I'm doing a vlog and we're in the Philippines and I want to get like stock footage of, you know, the beach and stuff, but without oh, yeah. going out Have to the beach and stuff. Just stay in your basement. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be could be useful um, in certain circumstances. Uh, things like the company's AI tools for improving the audio and video of clips. So. There'll be yeah. some algorithmic, like, I mean, AI tools is a, a stretch to put it nicely. I, I think it's it's not going to be uh, a vast improvement. It's not going to edit for you, but um, we'll see. We'll see what this yeah. what this is like. I think you you mentioned the pricing. We'll see what the pricing is like, um, but that'll probably be out out later this year. And uh, the ability to share right to up, like, from uh, the iPad again from the device to like share right to facebook stories or instagram stories right from yeah it's yeah. pretty slick like i don't know I, there's obviously apis for that or they're hoping they're going to be apis for that um and uh, that's like again i can see the instagram micro what are they called micro influencers and whatever is jumping on is that like a this. thing that must be yeah micro I, micro influencers huh yeah yeah it's a thing unfortunately i, <laughs> I sort of threw up in my mouth the first time i heard it i think that's that would be us we we in we influence uh we're micro machine influencers maybe yeah it's like a five you know. five folks watching us right now it's i think it's if you're less than 10 that's you're micro. micro yeah yeah okay all right yeah <laughs> i hate that. all right I do. that's uh i think that's enough for this episode we actually t- stayed on topic for the most part sorry to folks who followed the last episode you know we kind of rambled all over the place no, i'm not really sorry actually you 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 chose to keep listening <laughs> it's your fault that's 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 true <laughs> but you you i think you are just sorry all the time but yeah. that's that's your that's your it's mo canadian issue so um mm-hmm. you know what we need uh, we need we, we need i think we need a, a gmail account or something for this podcast for folks to send in stuff i forget what we did last time did we, uh before the last time that in the the ones that we void casted, but um, for now yeah. you can tweet at us uh, smym underscore fm is the Twitter account for show me your mic, and you can tweet it there if that one's too hard to rec- remember. I'm I Chris Kyle's dog burps. Those should be those kind of roll off your tongue a little easier and off your fingers onto the keyboard, uh, and then out, of course out your mouth and just kind of. Uh, yeah, mouth blog it. Uh, good stuff. Mm-hmm. FM. We would love to, for audio questions as well about podcasting. If you're if you're able to, if you're a podcaster out there and you want to send us audio, you can link to it with a 
on Twitter or whatever. And, and for the next episode, we'll have a, a dedicated email account. Actually, we could, I guess if we say it right now, I can set it up before it goes up. <laughs> That's possible. So long as I'm, I'm, I'm on it right now, uh, so long as it's we are available. streaming live right. over on Those Twitch f- at the moment. So, uh, twitch.tv slash I mean, good stuff underscore FM. Yeah. You, you can always email us. I, I check my, my good stuff email inbox every Wait. other month because i i email yeah. you and you don't get back to me <laughs> so <I'm laughs> uh, yeah you can you can either do chris at goodstuff.fm or kyle at goodstuff.fm yeah. and we'll check it every other month uh but yeah. if, we're, if we're using it for the show i feel like you know that's that's a good reason check so so i'm not enough reason to check your your gmail but if the, if the listeners are sending in the viewers are sending in stuff then you'll check it that's okay. absolutely correct okay so yep. there you go yep. the challenge has been laid out Kyle at goodstuff.fm, send him an email, see if he actually reads it by the time we record. We're actually not going to be recording for a couple weeks, at least a live version yeah. on Friday morning, um, just scheduling and stuff, but we will be back again. So make sure if you are following us and want to watch along on Twitch, do the subscribe or notification thing or whatever. And and of course, we'll do the tweets uh, when we're going to go live as well. So anything else you want to say before we go off, Kyle? No, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, go over to goodstuff.fm, check out some of the other great shows. Mm. Uh, since we won't be back for a little while, at least live, uh, be sure to check out some of the other shows we've got over there. Uh, it's a good time. Yeah. And you've got a, we should mention just in the, this, this folks are, are in podcast, are interested in podcasting as I can't speak. Um, you've got a show about beer. There's a lot of podcasters who like beer. What's, yeah. What's the podcast? Um, so I I work at Untapped. I've got the got the shirt on. Yeah, I got the shirt on today. Um, and we've got a beer podcast. It's a we talk about the updates to the app, um, the the Untapped app, and we talk about uh, some beer news, some beer history. Uh, it's called Drinking Socially. Releases every Wednesday morning, and uh, you can check it out at podcast.untapped.com. Sweet. And uh, if a uh, personal plug, if you want help with your podcast beyond just listening to a podcast about podcasting, I do podcast consulting, advice, editing, production work for clients in exchange for money, uh, which puts food on the table <laughs> and uh, Canadian food. And uh, you can find me, find out more. Lemonproductions.ca is my website or add uh, lemonproductions.ca slash hire if you just want to like book a consulting call or something with me sometime. Happy to do that. And uh, yeah, like we said, I Chris on Twitter. I am Kyle's Dog Burps on Twitter. Good stuff, FM. And uh, the show is SMYM underscore FM. I think that's it for this episode. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you again next time. Bye. <laughs>